Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. We are back. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Living Artist Podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about some fallacies and misconceptions in the art world. I am fired up about these. Let's just jump right into it. First one is, artists are not supposed to be good business people. We're told that, grow up thinking that, and it kind of gets perpetuated and ingrained in our brains. Well, oh, I'm just not a good business person because I'm an artist. Well, let me tell you something. You probably, unless you're one of the lucky ones, will have to develop some business skills. At very least, that means marketing. You don't think people like some of the best artists of our time, Keith Haring, Jean-Michel Basquiat, Shepard Ferry, and of course, Banksy, Banksy. You don't think these people were expert marketers? Oh, man. They get a lot of uh, reputation for being rebellious and trendsetters, and they all are that for sure. But what's a better definition of marketing than getting your art out there in the public eye, getting your ideas out there, being controversial on public buildings in places where you're not supposed to be putting art, where they're stenciling and where they're putting up their own billboards over other people's billboards, or they got an Obey sticker that they've got a mob of skateboarders plastering their sticker all over cities across America. That, my friends, is marketing. That is something that obviously artists are good at and can be good at in different ways. I'm not saying you have to be a marketing major and go online and you know, follow a certain business model, but we have to develop some sort of business acumen and marketing skills to be able to get our work out there so people can see it. Maybe somebody will take over for that at some point, but we need to at least establish that we can get our artwork out in front of collectors' eyes and galleries' eyes and people who are interested in the art world. So that's one first misconception that I just hate hearing. Secondly, your art will only be worth something when you're dead. When I was waiting tables, I would hear this every other day. Somebody would come in, and I didn't like to share too much that I was an artist, even though I probably should have. See, fallacy, misconception number one, artists are not good at marketing. I should have probably done that. But I was trying to be the pure artist, whatever that means, and I didn't talk about my art very much. But if I got close with a customer, I would talk about the fact that I was an artist at some point. And they would always be like, well, <laughs> you're never going to see a dime until you're dead, you know. <laughs> and, of course, I would always smile and, and give a little laugh, but that just would kill me inside because it, it's such a joke and another idea that's 
perpetuating artists just being poor, which artists don't have to be poor, obviously. There are a lot of extremely wealthy artists. Also see the first fallacy misconception, Keith Haring, Basquiat, Shepard Ferry, Banksy, and many other artists that are living today. But yeah, that's just one of those things that kind of becomes in the public consciousness. And then people just go, well, that must be true. Artists are not supposed to make any money until they're, uh, until they're dead. Van Gogh, Van Gogh only sold one painting his entire life. And he's one of our best artists. And I think he sold it through his brother. Therefore, if, if Van Gogh can't do it, nobody else can do it. That, my friends, is a bunch of bullshit. Just erase that from your mind right now. You can definitely make money as an artist while you're alive and have a good life. That's number two. Let's move on to number three. Artists are supposed to be brooding and antisocial. We're just supposed to be weird inaccessible. And that is also very damaging because it limits your growth as a human being and your potential as an artist, I think. If you can't even talk about your art, you can't even express some of the ideas behind your art, then how are you ever going to reach a gallery or a collector or get anybody interested? You need to be able to develop some of these people skills and speaking skills. I was told this early on when I was giving like my first interview. I was told by somebody who will remain nameless that I came across as a golly gee shucks person. I was too happy. And you know what? Fuck that. Because that's who I am, or that's who I've become. I wasn't always happy. I wasn't happy for the first 10, 12 years. I was the dark, brooding artist. And you know what? It didn't get me anywhere. It was just something, I, I had the other side too, but I was just forcing it down because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. And I was buying into my own mythology, a bunch of BS. When I allowed my natural side to come out and be more happy and expressive and have a sense of humor. Wow. A sense of humor as an artist. What's that? Things started to open up for me and that was naturally what I was supposed to be doing. You don't need to be brooding. You don't need to be antisocial. You don't need to be an alcoholic. Check all those boxes back in the past. I'm so glad that I have unchecked them. The next one is you can only work in your signature style. You don't branch out don't try any new ideas. Once you get your signature style, you've got to stay there because that's what people are going to recognize. That's what they're going to feel accustomed to seeing. That's what galleries are going to be accustomed to seeing. And that's what people are going to want to buy. And then guess what happens? You lose all of your motivation at some point. You lose the genuine joy that you had of getting into the art world in the first place, which is experimenting like a child and creating whatever the hell you want to create. That's what we want to do. That's what we are as artists. We're creative beings and we want to create. And we don't want to be limited. So that is another limit that is put on us and is perpetuated by the art world because they say, well, you can't sell if you, if you don't do that. I am coming up on my 400th sale as an artist and I have sold from all different genres. I started off doing completely figurative and pop surrealism for the first about 12 years of my career. I did experiment with abstract as well, but that was my signature style. And then I started to develop a more abstract, textured, vibrantly colored style, which was a departure from my old stuff. But it was something that I always wanted to be and, and do. And people told me like, well, what are you doing? What is this? What is this? You know what? I'm following my, my passion is what I'm doing. And as soon as I started to do that, and I was true to myself and what I wanted to create as an artist, I started to do better. I started to sell more and... I still dip back into figurative art when I want to or do some certain commissions that way. And that's great. And I still love it. 
but I'm, you know, focusing on the abstract because that's what I want to do. And I have different subgenres of my abstract art and all of those have sold. I think that's just a major misconception and it puts you in a box. It puts your creativity in a box. So let's break out of that box and just follow your passion. Now, obviously there's a caveat to that. I'm not saying copy everybody else's style or just start doing any style you want and copy this person for a while and copy this person for a while. I mean, stay true to yourself. Stay true to your natural progression as an artist. What your art is leading you to create. If you're following that being true to yourself, then you should be limitless. Okay, the last one I want to talk about today, there's so many, but there's only one way to make it in the art world. You got to follow the gallery system. This is starting to change a little bit. I think with the advent of online art sales and so many people being able to sell their art now and potentially make a living from a different channel. But I know growing up, I was taught that's what you did. That's what all the books said. You get an internship at a gallery. You make some contacts with that gallery. You put in your time. You learn the system. You eventually get represented by them. And then boom, you got it made. You are on the fast track. Well, You're not home free at that point, even if you do go that route, because what if this gallery isn't able to sell your work? What if you're not really a good fit for them? Well, I think it's still valuable to go up in the gallery system and learn the the business side, the back end side of, of all that and develop some contacts and those skills. That is valuable. I'm just saying it's not the only way there is. A lot of people get their start by doing street art, by doing murals, by doing primarily online sales. Selling on eBay, selling on all these art marketplaces. eBay, not so much anymore. I was referring to a little bit earlier. You can still sell on eBay, but I remember when that was a huge marketplace for art. But marketplaces online, um, you can do art fairs, street fairs. I mean, there I know artists who make a living primarily by doing art fairs. And that's not for me. I, I'm horrible at art fairs. It's not because I can't talk to people. I just... My art has not functioned well up to this point in those. Maybe down the road, they will. I've done the downtown art walk. I've tried some street fairs and some art fairs, and it's just been mediocre for me at best. My strength lies at this point in online sales and gallery sales. I've done all of it. I I believe in a balanced portfolio. As if you're an investor, have a balanced portfolio, have a balanced perspective, have a balanced path. Try the galleries, try the online, try the art fairs, do whatever you can to get your art out there. Do commissions, knock door to door if you have to. I've done that also. Do whatever you can and and find your own path. Don't be limited by by what one person says in a book or a couple people say in a book. You know, it's funny, I used to read some of these books and most of them were written by people who weren't even artists in the first place. That always kind of frustrated me. So find your own path. It's okay. You can do it. You can do a combination of them. Just don't think it has to be one way. Or if you have a friend who made it this way, don't think that that's going to be your way because not every two artists can have the same path. You have to find your own way. So just don't don't limit yourself in that way. Those are a few things that are just kind of on the top of my head today as I was painting. <laughs> I was rushing to get finished with the painting because I actually, I was getting frustrated and I wanted to express this. Hopefully, a few of these things are valuable to you. They've forced you to kind of think outside the box a bit and not limit yourself. You are only limited by your mindset. You've got a closed off mindset, then you're going to be closed off as an artist. So just remember that there are so many possibilities out there. There are a myriad of ways to make it in the art world these days. We're very lucky. Keep creating. Keep trying all of them out until you find your own path. 
That's it for me today. I will see you all next time. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.